Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is your official Leguizamarama slash ERarama spoiler warning. If you have not seen ER season 12, episode 15. like 17. Fuck, fuck. It's a good spoiler. Thank you. I was doing so good. Um, Episode 17. Just don't watch it. I mean, no, watch it and then listen to the pod. You don't need to watch it. It's all good. Yeah, it's all it's fine. But um, also, please listen to this podcast. We're trying to to keep it moving along. Mm. Um, Whatever. I love you. Bye. Peace. I hate the word. Hello and welcome to Mission Zach's ER-Arama, a podcast where Mission Zach watch every, well most episodes of this latter half of season 12 of ER because they happen to star uh, John Leguizamo, an actor we were doing a podcast about once, I can't remember. Uh, I am one of the hosts <laughs> of ER-Arama, my name is Zachary Thomas Rewain, uh, I'm kind of the the wanker. In our dynamic, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm joined as always by Mish Wittrup. Who's kind of like the powerhouse. Yeah. Yeah. The banker and the powerhouse. You can be a goof. Oh, that's... I, I don't think I'm a goof. I think you're the goof. Not of this... Not of this, I'm the goof of Auntie Donna, but I don't think I'm the goof of Mission Zach. Uh, yeah, I'm the goof of my family. Yeah. Um, but my family are all very, very smart and have real jobs. I think if this was a podcast that we put any <coughs> thought, time or effort into and, like, we had a producer, I think the producer would sit down and they would go, Zach, you're the wanker. Mish, mm. you're the one that, like, cuts him off and says, mm. yeah, well, that's hey, fine. But... Hey, naughty boy. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm the one that's like, Mish, come on, I want to talk about the movie. And you're the one that's like... Um, you know, oh, breasts. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if we had a producer, the producer would be like, Zach, I think it'd be really funny if you keep pushing the idea that, like, you just want to talk about movies and nerd it up. Mish, just keep chatting about them titties. I only say this because you've said this in the past. If this is the first time you're listening, I don't... No, that's not true. Not if this is said... the first time you're listening, Zach is obsessed with my breasts. <laughs> Mish, you stick to the topic of your breasts. <laughs> Um, I think it's probably worth mentioning um, to our regular listeners mm. um, who are like, hey, man, it sounds like Mish is dying. Mm. Um, that's because I'm very sick. I um, I don't have COVID. I've had COVID, but I don't have COVID currently. Um, I've done many rats. Um, but I have... Mish, like, I we nasty- don't need to hear about your love life in your 20s. I knew right? I was waiting for it. It's why I gave a pause. I gave a lengthy pause. Yeah. 
to allow for you to make some sort of shit joke about me fucking rodents. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Mate, they're not uh, rats. They're chefs. Treat them with a little bit of respect. Yeah, that's very good. Very yeah. good. Um, uh, no, I've got like a nasty flu. So, and it's all coming out of my face right now. I have so much snot and phlegm. Um, and I look, I, I look, look like I'm falling apart. You look but hot. I'm like, I'm struggling. It's lucky we're doing this one over Zoom. Mm. Because I'm str- struggling to maintain the professional boundaries Because yeah. um, there is something about a woman with that red around her nostrils Yeah, do you like And when they can't really open their eyes fully yeah. And that their hair is, is so oily Because they probably should have watched, washed it three days ago But three days ago they were shitting themselves Remember mm. that? Mm. Yeah. I, um, it's funny because I should also say I had COVID two weeks ago and my nose is still a little blocked from the whole ordeal. So this yeah, is... Yeah, tell me about it. We haven't really spoken. Are you told me you had COVID. I mean, what do I COVID say? I got really lost... tired for two weeks. Yeah. Well, no, because everyone has different, like, my mate uh, Tyson, shout out to him. He doesn't listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. But um, he just told me that he lost his taste. He couldn't wow. taste anything for, like, over a month, which is my worst nightmare because all I have is food. Mm. Um, so if I'd lost my sense of taste, yeah, fuck. it'd be very upsetting. Um, but when I had COVID, all I had was um, a bit of lethargy. Like I was just low energy, a bit dizzy. I didn't have the blocked nose. I didn't have the sore throat. I didn't get the headaches. I was just real tired. I was a bit headachy. I was very blocked up. It was almost like allergies. Mm. Um, and uh, I was very tired, very, very tired. But what's funny is is about it is both of us are a bit blocked up. You're very blocked up. I'm a bit blocked up. So mm. just as a general rule, this entire podcast is a little mm. bit more like this. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Mish. How are you? Hello, oh, Zach. <laughs> Zach, hello. I, I love Johnny Leg so yeah. much. How good is Johnny Leg Well, that's the other thing. It's like people are like, nah, when you're sick, you sound really sexy. Nothing about the way sick people sounds is sexy to me. It sounds to me like they're always on the brink of coughing up a, a big old phlegm chunk. Yeah. So to me, that's not that sexy. A bit of rust. Unless, of course, they were talking to me while they were naked. Oh, hello, naked. <laughs> I've got my penis out, my vagina's also out. I'm like, how are you today? I'm a naked person. <laughs> I am, um, yeah, it's a funny thing, isn't nice. it? Because they're talking about, that's like for me, right? I had, I've, I had something, but it wasn't COVID uh, during the tour. And um, like I was, um, it was very funny because, yeah, you, if you've got a sore throat, at least if you're an actor, you use your throat less, you pitch your voice yeah. higher. And I had a sore uh-huh. throat and a blocked nose. So the entire show was done like this. <laughs> hey, everybody. So anyone that saw me in Canberra, they saw probably an hour of, hello, everybody, it's me, Zach Ruain. And then, and then half an hour of, hello. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. Oh, not um, being sick, but, but I will say... Um, in my being sick in the last, uh, this is day five, all I have done and my, my partner can 
attest to this. this. Yeah. Don't contact my partner, none of you. Like, Mish's, no, and if you're listening, necessary. for clarity, Mish's life partner, not her partner mm. in crime, which is me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your business partner. I have I have two partners. I have my life partner and then my partner in crime. Mission Zach, Zach are partners in crime. <laughs> we're gonna rob you. But in, um, by crime, I mean, you know, just just having a fun podcast, having fun, having yeah, fun, having a fun podcast. Um, yeah, when anyway, we say was... crime, what we really mean is something that doesn't pay us much, but a little tiny bit, tiny little bit. <laughs> Tiny, tiny little bit. Tiny, tiny Like, And when we say bit. tiny bit, we really mean a tiny bit. It's very um, nice. My life partner can Ooh. confirm this. All I have done is I have an office in my house, pretty fancy. Yeah, um, la la. I, I know. And I've been sitting in my – and in my office I have a television. And my, my partner's – my life partner's um, old PS4 because now he has a PS5, like a big fancy boy. Mm. Um, and I've been playing Fall guy, Fall Boys, Fall Guys, some mm. fu- some game. I'm not a gamer. I don't know. They they come to me very few and far between. But I've been playing Fall Guys and watching Love Island. That mm. is literally and eating toast mm. and spicy noodles. Mm. That is all I've done for fucking four days. I've watched an entire season of Love Island. So much so to the point that now when I'm thinking in my head. The, it's in a thick British accent. <laughs> mm. You know what I mean? No, I know exactly what you mean. When you I, watch something for long enough. Through COVID, um, I rather stupidly deleted all my social media from my phones, which is like the one time you shouldn't do that. But I was just like, mm-hmm. so I deleted all my social media and all I watched, all I watched through my COVID was Star Trek The Next Generation. I watched. Yeah. I, I did watch a couple of movies. Um, which we, we can talk about another time, but I watched mostly Star Trek The Next Generation and it's amazing. It's amazing how much it, like, watching one thing and nothing else, like, starts to form Ruin thinking. You. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, look at the... We're fucked. If it does start to adjust your thinking, the thing you were watching was Star Trek mm. and the thing I was watching was Love Island, both things that are so far removed from reality, including <laughs> yeah. the reality well, I think, And I think show. the problem with Star Trek is they really, really make it sound like it's, it's almost at ER level mm. in terms of the technicality of the language. Like mm. there are scenes in Star Trek where it's, it's like ER, it's like these are professionals they're just talking about what they know. So they'll be like, oh, the warp, this, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I presume it's science. I watch it and I presume, oh, this is probably science. Yeah. Yes, it's stuff that we can't do yet. Yes, there's some imagination, but broadly. And then sometimes I'll look it up and it's like, no, the writers just make shit up. They're like flibbity-flob, yeah. flabbity-flib, jabbity. And it sounds like science is like, I don't understand what they're saying. Mm. They don't understand what they're saying. Crazy stuff. That's my. I've always, like we we discussed it in that that what was that shit animation that we did with Sam Ligham episode of this pod. Hey, don't you speak ill of what's its name? Yeah, that fucking thing. Earth and I mentioned two thousand. Yeah, what was it? Like the, I had like limp biscuit. Or yeah, it was <laughs> the most what early two thousand thing I've yeah, seen in my but life. And Janine Garofalo was a voice. Anyway. Um, and I said on that episode of the podcast, a thing I don't like about sci-fi is that the, it's it's make believe, which is ridiculous, um, because I can watch make believe. I can watch anything, any movie that's made up. 
<coughs> excuse me. Um, but something about sci-fi, something about fake science that really pisses me off. Mm. <coughs> I've got an idea, Zach. I've never watched <coughs> um, the shit you were talking about and you've never watched Love Island. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you in like three or four sentences a through line, a plot line within, the, within Love Island and I want you to do the same for me and you're going so to tell funny. me whether or not it sounds entertaining. That's so funny. Are you going to try and make it entertaining or are you just no, going to No, I'm just going to tell you the facts. Great. And I will say I watch The Kardashians – I love, mm. we've established on this podcast that I love... Um, Old Kardashians or new Kardashians? Like, are you watching? Hills. Are you watching Chris Humphrey's <coughs> Kardashians or are you watching Pete Davidson's Kardashians? I'm watching The Kardashians, the Hulu <laughs> series, where they have um, final oh, edit. Yeah. And it's spectacular and fascinating mm. because of the lack of drama. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's an entire, you know, like in Shakespeare, how they're always like, ah, hark, out this door is a great mm-hmm. battle. But right yes. now I'm just talking with my friends about it. And, yes. like, and then the beauty of cinema is you could go out to the battle. Um, the, that, I feel like keeping up with the Kardashians, you saw the drama. I never watched it. But the mm-hmm. Kardashians, that's all very private. So all we ever see is conversations about the events. Yeah. <laughs> It's so drama free. Like the other, there was an episode that I watched recently where Kim got um, the Vogue. Kendall was in the run for the Vogue cover and then Kim got it instead. Ooh, drama. You know, and you'd think, my God, this is so dramatic. And then, and then uh, their mum, my goodness, Chris. Chris, the real MVP, she. Who takes 10, 10% of everything they earn because she's their manager. My God. Fuck. What a genius. She's a fucking genius. <laughs> and she, she uh, Chris sat down Kendall and broke her the news. And I'm like, I'm ready for this. And then Kendall was just like, yeah, my manager already told me. I'm very happy for her. <laughs> Done. Simple. <laughs> and it was like that Brilliant. she processed it off camera. And I was like, yum, yum, yum. I love so this. So good. This just, I, I live for it. There's no drama. It's what am I watching right now? It's <laughs> <laughs> just literally just watching rich people live. Not even rich people live. Rich people giving enough of themselves that they get, to, that they get a season two, mm-hmm. yep. but not so much of themselves. Like just, just negotiating. There's a negotiation mm-hmm. with the other producers about how much of themselves they give. And the yeah. answer is not a lot. Yeah, I get it. Amazing. Amazing. Anyway, tell me about Love Island. So I'm just going to give you one story because obviously Love Island is made up of a cast of something along the lines of 12, so six males and six females. Um, So this is just one story. Um, Paige was partnered up with somebody, but then Jax came in. Now, let's be very clear that Jax's name is Jacques, but everyone calls him Jax. Right. Um, and Paige and Jax, instant chemistry. Jax is kind of like a party boy and Paige is your girl next door. She's stunning, absolutely beautiful. Jax, he's a bit of a lad, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Bit of a larrikin. But he quite fancies Paige because she's fit. Mm-hmm. Like she's fit. And she's very friendly and all the girls really like her and all the boys really like her too. Meanwhile, all these other guys keep coming in and they're a bit interested in Paige, but Paige makes it very clear that she's only in it for Jax. Mm -hmm. And Jax is like, wow, this is great. 
all of a sudden Jack starts acting a bit weird and Paige is like, why aren't you talking to me? Or like, why, what's going on? Why didn't you give me a coffee this morning? You usually give me a coffee. And Jax has like a small breakdown. He's like, I've never felt this way about someone before. I think, I think this is really serious and I'm freaking out. I, I, I don't know how to express my feelings. She's like, that's fucking beautiful because I feel the same way as you. Then Paige gets sent to Casa Amor. Casa Amor is where all the girls go for one week and meet a whole bunch of different boys to see if they like those boys instead of the boys they've been hanging out with for the last few weeks. And the boys stay at the villa where a whole bunch of new girls come in. Paige is like, absolutely not. I'm with Jax and we have something special and we've expressed that to each other. Meanwhile, Jax hooks up with this girl, does lots of kisses with her. I think he sucks on her tit at one point. And he's just like, this is just a test. We're just testing to see how much I like Paige. So he does a whole bunch of kisses. Then at the end of the week, the host is like, Jax, would you like to stay with Paige or would you like to couple up with a new girl? He goes, I'm absolutely staying with Paige. And Paige, who's been a good girl the whole time, stays with Jax too. But then the girl that Jax was doing kisses with comes forward and is like, hold on, Paige, I want you to know that Jax has been making kisses with me all week. He said that he couldn't control his body around me, that I was the perfect test, and that he wasn't sure whether he wanted to be with you anymore. And Paige's heart was broken. Jax apologised relentlessly while also gaslighting her a hell of a lot. And then Paige was like, I'm sorry, you're gaslighting me. See ya. Jax had a full-on break. Down. Now we don't know what's going to happen with Paige and Jax. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, doesn't it? I, I struggle to understand the coupling up concept. Um, I that's think I okay. need context on that, but if, if I'm not going to get it, that's fine. Yeah, that sounds like fun. I'm sure I'd yeah. enjoy that show. Yeah. As you can imagine, that was my whole four days. I was like, what the fuck? Jax is sucking on a titty. What's he doing? He's with Paige. And meanwhile, Paige is back at Casa and Moore going, I won't be with Jax. <laughs> I only want Jax. Like, please stop talking to me, Samuel. I'm not interested. Deji, Deji, I'm not interested. I just won't be with Jax. And meanwhile, Jax is like, I like to see this is a test. I like Paige. Yeah, sure, she's fit. Like, she's a good girl. But, you know, boys will be boys, lads holiday. That kind of thing. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Now, give me one of yours. Okay. So this is one of the... Fan favourites this episode, and I can see why. Great. Episode or season? This episode. I'm just going to tell you about an episode. Oh, okay. So, because it's um, network television, so it's much more um, episodic, Mish. It's much more, um, you know, every episode is different. So this this episode uh, opens with Whoopi Goldberg's character, who is an ancient who is of an ancient species of people that have a connect, like that are, see things beyond what humans can see. Anyway, she's there with, with, um, with, the, with the Klingon guy and then, and then um, they see a portal in space, some sort of wormhole, and then out of the wormhole emerges a ship and they go, what's the ship? And as they say, what's the ship? Everything changes. Everything on the ship changes. Uh, it's no longer light and bright. It's now dark and moody. Their uniforms change. They now have, like, silver belts. <laughs> it's literally all that's changed. <laughs> and a character that died in season one is now the head of security. So Worf, the Klingon, who we've known and loved, he's gone, and season one character is back, right? 
everything's changed. They go, what's the ship? And they go, oh, my God, the ship is Enterprise C. Now, the series is all set on Enterprise D, right? But they see in front of them Enterprise C, which was the Enterprise from 20 years ago. So they redo the ships every, you know, from 20 years ago that went missing during a fight with the Klingons. We then establish all of a sudden, all the characters are different, that the Enterprise D is not a star... It's, it's Starfleet, but it's not a ship of exploration. It's a warship. And the characters are all talking like they've been at war with the Klingons for the past 22 years, even though, as you know, Mish, the Klingons and the, and the Federation signed a peace treaty 22 years earlier, mm-hmm. and, and that's why Worf is in the team. But Worf doesn't exist anymore. Whoopi Goldberg's character is the only one that's like, this isn't right. This isn't right. I don't know what it is, but this is, this is all wrong. She goes to Captain Picard and she says, Captain Picard... I know that this is always the way things have been. I know that this character is still alive. I know that we've still been. But I'm telling you, this is not the way things are meant to be. And she says, I think the ship that's over there, and I should say we've met the characters from the ship. Most of them are dead. The Enterprise yeah. C from the past, the one that travelled yeah. through time. It was through a time loop. I'm not good at explaining stories. It was no, through I, a time I'm loop. It, yeah. yep. We've met those characters. Those characters... We're in the middle of a battle with the Klingons and we start to realise that that battle could have been a very instrumental battle in the Klingons realising shared values in, in the fact that humans helped them out, in the fact that um, they were battling for the Klingons against the Romulans and they've realised that, that they suddenly went missing and this deal never happened, right? So Whoopi Goldberg goes to Captain Picard and she says, I can't tell you why, but this is not the way things are meant to be. She says, I think you need to send the Enterprise C back through the time loop. You need to send them back into that battle with the Romulans. And, and Captain Picard says, but if, we go, if they go back there, they will surely all die. She says, I'm sorry, I just know that this is wrong. And, um, and he's like, I can't send them back on an intuition. And she's like... When have I ever, you know, I'm an ancient species. When has my intuition ever meant anything else? So anyway, Captain Picard is like struggling with this. Meanwhile, the person that died in season one goes and talks to Whoopi Goldberg and she's like, what's going on here? And Whoopi Goldberg's like, wait a second, this is weird. And she's like, what is it? And she's like, I was never meant to know you. She's like, we've known each other for years. And she's like, I know, but I wasn't meant to know you. And she's like, what do you mean? She's like, you were dead in the other timeline. She's like, what are you saying? Did I die bravely? And she's like, no, you died a, a, a very meaningless death, which is true. And then they keep going, and then in the end they realise that they have to send the Enterprise-C back to their sure death because that will turn things around, that will hopefully change the timeline to the timeline we know. And the character that died in season one, a meaningless death, says to Picard, she's like, I'd like to be transferred onto the Enterprise-C. Picard says, okay. She goes, she dies of valued death, but a death that will never be known because it was in a timeline that never happened. They go back in time, they change it. They make a sacrifice that no one will ever know because then it just flips back. And in the end of the episode, they're just back to normal and... Um, Whoopi Goldberg's character like calls Picard and she's like is everything all right and he's like yeah 
we thought we saw a ship through this wormhole, but it was nothing. Everything's fine. Anyway, off, me, off we pop. And then Picard says to Worf, tell me about this character that died, Tasha Yar. It's very moving. All right, yeah, cool. <clears throat> now, what do you think um, of that? Um, look, <laughs> I, pre- I, I understand and recognise that you're quite passionate about this show. Yeah. But I've never hated you more. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm, if this yes. flu isn't going to kill me, it's it was going to be that story. So you you but you um, planned this little monologue from the start. No, that's not true. I hadn't at all. I hadn't at all. I was invested. I was involved. Captain Picard would make an excellent name for a cafe. Captain Picard is such a fucking great character, and I'm sorry. I know that that's the nerdiest shit you can say. It's when you start like getting invested in the characters. I've never watched all of Star Trek. I've watched episodes here and there. I've never watched it through. But watching it through, I fully get, like, the whole nerd thing about mm. it because it's like I'm getting to the point where I'm like, no, Captain Picard is a fucking great character. And it's when I you start defending out. characters that it gets really... No, no, I nerd out. I totally nerd out. There are plenty of things I nerd out for. I just... Sci-fi just... It just... Yeah, that's fair. It just fills... It, it, make, it fills me with a, <coughs> a, a white-hot rage. Is there any... Thing approaching sci-fi that you like? Do you like Back to the Future? Nolan? Back Back to the Future. Do you like um, like Interstellar? Did you like Interstellar? It was fine. I like not really. No. Mm. But you liked Back to the Future. I like Back to the Future. Yeah, I really enjoy Christopher Lloyd. I love Back to the and, Future and, too. Um, oh, I, th- I think that movie, that trilogy, is delicious. I would also argue. Then an equally nerdy sentence to I watch all of Star Trek Next Generation is I have a podcast about John Leguizamo. Mm. How's that for a segue? That's great. Should I do my blurb? Yeah, I'd love to hear your blurb. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Okay, I'm going to do my blurb. <clears throat> Here we go. Um, I would like to state as well that you're not losing your minds if you're like, hold on a second, episode 17, the last episode they did was episode 15. Mm. That's right. He wasn't in episode 16 and we didn't watch it. Um, and I actually think we did miss stuff, but also I don't care about anyone else on this show except for John Leguizamo at this point. Mm. Um, love ER, obsessed with ER. But in terms of, like, their menial uh, plot lines, I, don't, I just care for Clemente. Thank you. Mm. Okay. Lost in America is the title of the 17th episode of the 12th season of the same fucking show we have been watching the last few months. Mm. Clemente has shaved and had a shower, which means he no longer looks like a junkie from train spotting. Instead of being aggressive and cheeky and on drugs... Um, that he retrieves from women's bottoms, he spends a lot of the episode cracking the major sads. After passing his drug tests, he's back in his scrubs and his white lab coat at the ER, but none of his colleagues want to talk to him. Not because they think he tried to kill his girlfriend. In fact, they don't really bring that up at all and it never comes up in the episode. But because he dared snort cocaine and took time off work when it was really busy. 
I'm sorry, they should get over it. He asserts his authority with Shane West, who was being so rude to our Frank Clemente. This was an incredibly satisfying scene to watch. We also find out in this episode that not only is Clemente homeless and sleeping at the ER, but that he also sleeps in his white lab coat and only drapes his blankets across his pelvis. This was so annoying for me. Mm. Um, Some other shit does happen in this episode of ER. Um, Practical Magic wants to baptise his kid. Mm. Bend It Like Beckham has been offered some sort of job with a whole bunch of nerds. Mm. Uh, And Shane West spends a chunk of this episode uh, with his top off, showing off his above average but not incredibly ripped physique, if we're being honest. Also, some very odd suggestions that Shane West and Bend It Like Beckham are going to fuck. Yeah. Do you pick up on that? Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't think that was something we were... I think that were, they were like it wasn't that I was picking it up; they were handing it to me. The writers yeah. were saying, "Yeah," and I don't know if it came up last episode. I don't know if it's been building over the season, but I'd never sensed that. No, it's a it's a um, a very network TV. What am I holding thing. right now, Mish? I'm holding it from my own writing. Some cue cards. Some cue cards, right? And uh, here I've got a little pin board beside this. We're, we're doing this over Zoom. Um, I've got a little pin board and I've got some pins and um, and I'm saying this because sometimes writing, I think, is, you know, you go down a journey, you find things, it's very organic. Other times you have a bunch of cue cards with character names on it. I'm not saying I do this, but I presume this is what it's like with a show like this and you put them together and you say, ah. And I think the love story between Shane West and Bender like Beckham. No, I sh- I can't give one of them a a, a, a between Mandy Moore's boyfriend and Bender like Beckham. No, Shane West gets a title because I know his name. Mm. Shane West has been in my brain since a walk to remember. A walk to remember. That's right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, go on. I know him as Shane West because I don't know a walk to remember. Oh god! Um, I oh, was also in a league of extraordinary mine. gentlemen. Huh. Anyway, so Shane West and Bender like Beckham. Um, I think that 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 they had their names on on cue cards, and I think they were like, "God, we've got more." Like, what what if we try this on? And one of the writers, a lot of them, were like, eh. one of them was like, "I reckon I can make it work," and then they made it work i guess it, it it doesn't i mean it doesn't it may, well, let's see maybe there is reason for that to work i hope we find out because i'm fairly sure that johnny legs is only in a couple more episodes of er yeah. and then we're done so i want to say uh, i i only wrote down two things mm-hmm. about this episode i don't have a lot to say i really enjoyed the episode yeah same so did i and I thought Johnny Legs had some great acting. I loved his confrontation with Shane West. Oh, I loved that. It was such a good scene. Is mm. that one of the things you wanted to talk about? No, no. Okay, the two things on. I wanted to reference was, now, uh, apologies if I get the pronunciation of her name wrong. Shohra Agadashlu. 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 Shohra Agadashlu. The woman who plays... The mother of the patient of the stabbing patient, yes, is like I, I can't remember what else I've seen her in. I think she was in, um, uh, I think she was in 24, 
you know, okay. a, a Iranian American <laughs> actor. You know, of course, she's played every problematic. How do you spell her first name? Um, S H O H R E H A G H. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Um, I want to watch more of her movies. Yep. Because I think she is fucking like magnetic. She's pretty captivating. Like, I and I I saw her and I was like, I don't know what I've seen her in, and I think it might have just been Twenty Four, although she might have yeah. been in other stuff. I feel like she must have been, because I see her in this mo- in this show, and I'm like drawn to her as an actor. Mm. Like I was just like fucking hell, I love her. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and before she even gets emotional, and when she has the emotional scenes later on, she fucking kills it. But I'm talking oh, just like, just she's got something. Um, and I just want to like mark that because this this podcast is fun for discovering actors. Absolutely. Well, she's been in seventy five things. Yeah, she's um, so fucking good. Yeah, she was great. There's this like, and she's one of those actors that did incredible things with what is. Arguably a fairly dodgy script. There's a point um, at the end of the episode where the sta- there's nothing they can do to save the stabbing patient. Clemente even comes in, he inserts a pump for blood mm. and they're just like, but she's releasing blood quicker than she is taking blood in. There's nothing they can do. And they tell her, the mum, this is like, because of course in ER the family is allowed in there <laughs> while mm. they're pumping blood into this stab victim. Mm. With It's just, that's just mental. But anyway... Um, and they just turn to them and they're like, That's, there's nothing we can do. And her response is, take my blood. You can have my blood. Mm. And it was done so well. Mm-hmm. Like the delivery of that. It wasn't like this big screamy, take my blood. It wasn't like some sort of, she wasn't having her 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Mm. It was this really like, like that is how you would respond if your daughter she dying. played it, yeah, it, it, it was a line that was written, it was well written in where it came from, but she delivered it in a way that made it believable. It was yeah. like, oh, yeah. She was like, if that will help, I'll give you my blood. And mm-hmm. it's like, that's such an extreme place to go. Mm-hmm. I, and I, do you know what? I remember she was in 24 because I really liked 24 growing up mm-hmm. and she played an equally, everything I've seen her in that I, like 24 and this episode of ER both feature... Like mm-hmm. super problematic twists, but she is so good. And I, do you know who she reminds me of or what she, who she's got who? the same energy as? Mary McDonnell in Donnie Darko, the mum oh, yeah. in Donnie yeah. Darko. Just this kind of like settled, mm-hmm. just like, I don't know how to say this, but like this almost like sensual kind of like, she's like, Mary McDonnell meets um, that Italian actress from The Matrix, Reloaded. Oh, God, I'm yeah, searching okay. for her. I don't know who that is. I just, she's got such a great energy. Yeah, I've definitely Monica seen her Belushi. in some stuff. I must Monica have. Belushi. Oh, yep, yep. Anyway, I just feel like I was like, my God. Yeah. She's great and I feel like I want to talk about her and I want to like go and watch her Absolutely worth movies. giving her a shout out. Absolutely. And she would be one of those. She's probably, I don't, I, to take a guess at this point, she's probably in her 50s now, wouldn't you say? Maybe um, 60s? Well, looking at the length of her career, she might be older than that potentially. Yeah, but she's probably been a working actor, phenomenal actor, working her entire life. 
mm. and is yet to have the big fucking moment. Well, because she is now, look at this, she was born in 1952. I am seeing, oh, wow. So oh, she wow, was she's older, 50, she's older than 60. my mother. She's, a, she she's was, nearly seven. She's 70. She was 65-ish. She was 63 in that episode. Get fucked. She's 70? Mm-hmm. She also wasn't 53. She would have been younger than that. This was 2006. 2006. So yeah. she was 53, but still. Oh, oh, one more thing. I would like to add this just for completely off topic. This episode came out on the 23rd of March. Why is that an important date, Zach? 23rd of March. Is that your birthday? Yeah, it's my birthday. That was through context cues. I don't know anyone's birthdays. This came out on my birthday when I was in year 12. So I would have been turning 18. That's Big great. Me. Wow, that's anyway, huge. I'm so glad you wanted to talk about her because I think she's great. Fucking Can little shout other, out to her. My one other dot point and then, and then it's over to you, Mish. Mm-hmm. I think whoever wrote, not whoever was in the room because writer's rooms happen, whoever wrote this episode had been watching a lot of um, devil movies from the, from the 70s. For, Why is that? Because, because, now I would just say it was a character thing, right? But for the fact that there is two scenes where uh, Shane West and um, Bender like Beckham talk about watching devil movies from the 70s, yes? Yes. Uh, there's also a moment... Where completely unrelated, with no link to that scene, um, Catholic man and liar liar are talking about their baby, and 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 she's like, I don't want her to get baptized, or he's like, I, I want them, I want the kid to get baptized, and she's like, I don't know, it's got real Rosemary's Baby vibes. Oh yeah, I heard that. Have you and seen that movie? No, I haven't. It's I good. really want to. I, I go to watch it so many times it's a bit, and I end up watching something a lot trashier every time. Every I was time. About to say, I was about to say, it's a bit dated. It's like it's a fucking movie about a baby that is being, you know, going to be stolen by like a cult that worships. I can't say anything, can I? Give it away. Is that what you're saying? I can't. Spoilers. I have to stop talking right now. I no, kind of gave right. it away in my it's few It's devil baby. Words. You know, I know it's devil It's baby. devil baby. Whatever. Yeah. Um but it is good. Mia Farrow is very good in it. Oh, but were you going to say like it's a little problematic? No, I was saying it's just a bit dated. Like it's a bit older, and it's it takes a lot longer to get into yeah. stuff. And, and and I think you know, like it's 70, not flashy. Seventies devil movies really rely on like they lose a lot of their weight if you're an atheist. Like mm. the more you believe in the devil, the scarier mm. those movies are. Yeah. It's the irony that the Christians often hate those movies because it's like they're the ones that are most like mm. set unsettled by those films. Absolutely. Uh, but it's just really funny because it was a weird sort of topic for two characters to be discussing anyway, but the fact that then another – it's like that's so funny. It's the that's most obvious funny. I've ever seen of like everything always creeps into your work. You know, mm. at, 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 at my job of Auntie Donna, I've been pitching Star Trek shit for fucking weeks and they're over it. <laughs> but it's so funny that that, that made it into this episode. That's great. <laughs> that is very good. <coughs> Mish, those um, are all my um, points. No, that's very good. I mentioned all mine in the blurb. Um, I just loved the scene where um, Shane West was just being so fucking rude to Clemente. Mm. Like, Clemente's like, hey, man, have you done this yet? And he's like, yep. 
have you done this? <sighs> yeah, I have. Like, just real, like, dismissive. And Clemente was like, have I done something wrong? It was really sad. Great acting. Mm. Really good acting from Johnny Legs in mm. this because he did this really great kind of mashup of I'm your boss and I'm an authority figure, but I'm also desperate for your validation and, like, I want you to notice me that um, and forgive me. But also, like, fuck you, Shane West. Like, honestly, they are harbouring... It seems like they're harbouring animosity towards Clemente because he got on the drugs for a week and took a week off work, which not great, like, to be fair. He did take a week off work completely unannounced and they found out he took that week off work so that he could snort cocaine from his girlfriend's asshole. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, not a great reason to take a week off work, but we are entitled to annual leave, mm-hmm. you are, and my guess is this that Clemente is a full-time worker. If he's not, he might be a contractor and in which case they can take as much leave as they fucking want. Mm. And how dare you get shitty? You slept with a child. You slept with fifteen-year-old Cat Dennings, and you have—you think you're a moral superiority, Shane mm. West? Shane West, you slept with a child. Fuck off, Shane West. Also, you still post about a walk to remember on your Instagram. That's nice. I mean, I love a good mem, but it's you can you, It's like no, stop it. I hate that movie. Anyway, I just hated that and. I thought that the end scene when he's talking to the the particularly problematic redhead guy who's meant to be the goofy character, yeah. but he's always the one who says the most like problematic stuff. Um, that scene was really sad in the locker room. He was like, "Hey, I, I, like Johnny Legs is like, hey, everything all good? Like wet?" And he's like, "Yep, hundred percent wet. We're fine." And he just walks out of the room. And Johnny Legs goes to his locker and collects a blanket and a pillow and goes and lies down on the couch in the change rooms obviously saying that, like, this is where he's sleeping now. And just the whole bit was just very well acted by our mate Johnny Legs, Johnny and I Legs. expect no less. The redhead he's a great guys, actor. The redhead guy's story was really funny as well. I've realised that part of the issue with comedic bump-de-bump stories in this show mm. is that it's it's going for realism. Yeah. So I'm treating, like, stab wound. I'm thinking <laughs> of, like... When a character gets stabbed, I'm thinking, fuck, people really get stabbed. I'm in the real world. And then he has this funny little story about how he was a sperm donor and the kids come and find him. He's like, I'm a daddy. And it's like played for laughs. And I was like, do you know what it is? The issue with the funny stories in this show are... I'm looking at that through the through the lens of real life. That's a funny story. That would be a funny yeah. story in a comedy. Yeah. But I'm looking through the, at this through the lens of real life and I'm like the trauma of these children meeting their dad and him just being like, I'm your daddy. Come look around. It's yeah, like yeah. I can't switch modes for a D-line story. I can't switch modes for the C-line. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, oh, 100%. That's the problem. Um, with he the gets funny the. Fan, that guy, like, good on him. He got, like, a regular working acting job, and that's hard to get. Um, but he does have the worst storylines. I feel sorry for him. He gets a lot of the shit script and the worst storylines. Um, yeah. But I am Mish. very glad that Johnny Legs is. What? Oh, no, you go. I'm just very glad that Johnny Legs is getting some proper airtime on ER because we went through big chunks there where he just wasn't. And. Um, yeah. It feels like much like her name, her name, I've already forgotten, the woman you were talking about, the mother of the stabbing mm. victim, can take a shitty script and just mm. be like, well, I'm, I'm fucking good, so watch me work this really good shit script. And mm. we've seen him do it 
I'm not suggesting that the writers on ER suck. I'm saying that network television scripts are difficult. Mm-hmm. Like they are just difficult. Um, and Johnny Legs just like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll take this and I'll I'll work it real good. Watch me. And we see it in a bunch of his movies. We've seen a lot of him do some pretty shocking writing. Let's mm. be honest. Mm. And um, yum yum. I'm just so glad I have a podcast about John Leguizamo. Absolutely. And and I'm Sound really enjoying. That. <laughs> I'm really enjoying ER for the same reason I'm enjoying Star Trek. Because fuck, and this is what I'm, I want to. I want to start watching more network television mm. because you roll through so many great character actors. Every character mm. actor gets a crack. Yeah, and that's what I'm loving about this. It's like as a for a podcast that celebrates underappreciated actors. Hundred cent. Every fucking week, you got a new cool one. Absolutely, Mish. It's how many Leguizamo Ramo points do you give this? <laughs> I forgot the name of our thing. Um, Jesus, uh, Leguistamos. I'm going to call it Leguistamo Ramo points now. Sure, Leguistamo Ramo points. It gets, it gets four. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized that last. Time we gave it a Leguizamarama. He got, no, wait, the week before mm. he got a Leguizamarama. Um, he goes back to four. It's still a solid mm. Leguistamo. Um, I'm just saying that uh, he didn't get as much airtime. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a feeling, I mark my words, we're going to get another Leguizamarama soon. That's it's great. It's got the taste of that. You know what I mean? It's got that little yum, 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 yum. It's coming. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm withholding one for the cha- for the knowledge that it's about to get delicious. Or at Mi- least the, the the assumption that it's about to get delicious. Mish, I give it four Leguistar Maramo points as well. Um, for very similar reasons. I thought it was great. I mean, four Leguistar Maramo points is really good. Mm-hmm. But... I would caution you because my prediction, my feeling is that maybe what's about to happen is his character's about to peter out. I worry no. that I worry I, that I would be so happy if that wasn't the case. I just worry that we've hit his peak and yeah. now he drifts away. Now, I don't know what's going to happen. I haven't watched beyond this episode, but we know for a fact mm. just from our John Leguizamo knowledge that we don't have a lot of Johnny Legs left mm. in ER. Mm. I think he's going to get an episode. You're right. I like, hope so. I think he's going to get a big, whereas you're saying you think he's just going to disappear. Yeah, I worry about that. I worry okay. that it's going to be like, not disappear, just like, you know what, I'm going to toddle off now. I hit mm. my emotional peak. You all hate me. I'm a bit yeah. sad and now I'm, I'm done. And yeah. I worry about that. Um, I, hope, I hope we get a, a grand farewell. But, yeah, but you know, I'm just. What what can you do? You know, Mish, how many um, episodes are left? You know this better than I. I don't really know, to be honest with you. I think there's 22 episodes in this. I think I'm. I, this is just bullshit. I, I'm saying stuff that might not be true. We're yeah. on episode 17, and I think there's 24 episodes in the season, or 22, or something like that. Yeah. So and you I'm don't know. fairly certain Johnny Legs is in another two or three. Great. Three maybe. That but I don't know. Awesome. I don't know. It could be four. It could be five. Who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? We're going to find out soon. And we've also got our big Hunji episode coming up. Oh, very exciting. Very exciting. And um, what should we tell? Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you, Zach. Thank you so much for doing this, even though you're a sick lady. No, that's all good. I was a sick boy and I fully just like didn't do it. So mad respect to you. 
Mad response. Let's be fair. When you were sick, we banked a few. I'm sick. We have none. Yeah, that's. We that's haven't it. got anything banked. Um, and what should we tell Tom to put on the end of this episode, Zachary? Um, Just pick a song that you like. Like some uh, the the. I think the theme from either The Exorcist or The Omen. Like doom, 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 they're all like, all the same. Okay. The yeah, Exorcist? like a spooky spooky theme from a devil movie from the seventies. Rosemary's Baby. We talked about that. We talked about them all. So, Tom, okay. you pick your favourite one. Spook- Tom, pick your favourite spooky music. And uh, if you want to, like, add some lyrics about the film, <laughs> you can. I know this is, like, a last-minute request, so it's up to you, Tom. Yeah, Tom, you don't, you don't have to, but we would love it if there could just be just you quoting a devil movie just over the top. Just, like, just doing, like, a, like a, after. a Will Smith-style rap about... And if you haven't seen the devil movie, just read the bio and do a little... That's a horrible request. You know, like, Rosemary's Baby, where did the baby go? What's with the baby? Is it a devil, yo? That sort of thing. Something like that. Whatever Zach just did then, feel free to repeat just that, but you doing it, Tom. I want to hear your voice. Um, Um, We love you, you, Tom. Thank you. And we love you, listeners. Um, And also, a big shout out to anyone who is loving ER Arama. For some reason, Zach, Mm. ER Arama is doing really well. Because it's fucking ER Arama, man. It's ER Arama. You guys love a recaps moment. And um, Zach and I are really, really looking forward to at some point maybe considering the possibility of doing something else that's recappy. But also don't hold us to that. We change our mind we're a lot. Busy, and we're busy, people. We're very busy people. Um, but um, we love you and take it away, Tom, with the spooky, ooky rap slash song. Silent Hill is my favourite scary film that has a devil child. It is wild. Silent Hill is my favourite scary film that has a devil child. It is wild. Silent Hill is my favorite scary film that has a devil child. It is wild. Silent Hill is my favorite scary film that has a devil child. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.